This program is brought to you by Suffolk University. Please visit us on the web at www.suffolk.edu. Welcome to the podcast series of the New Workplace Institute at Suffolk University Law School. The New Workplace Institute is a multidisciplinary research and public education center devoted to creating psychologically healthy, productive, and socially responsible workplaces. Its founder is Professor David Yamada, a leading employment law scholar and preeminent authority on workplace bullying and abuse. My name is Ian Menkini, Director of Electronic Marketing and Enrollment Management at Suffolk University Law School. In this podcast, Professor Yamada recalls the life of Michael Rothenberg, a gifted public interest lawyer in New York City who died last week at the age of 47. Here is Professor Yamada. Michael Rothenberg, a remarkably accomplished public interest lawyer in New York City, a devoted father and husband, and a generous colleague and friend, died last week at the age of 47. On my blog, Minding the Workplace, I sometimes pose the question, what will be your body of work? In other words, in taking stock of our lives, we must ask, what have I experienced? What have I given? What have I contributed to the world? In his all-too-short life, Michael Rothenberg's body of work was abundant, giving, and meaningful. I met Michael a little over 20 years ago uh, when I was a young lawyer, and he was a law student at New York University. We were officers of a small foundation based at NYU that awarded seed money grants to fledgling public interest and community law projects. Michael and I worked closely together and became good friends. It was then that I saw the humanity, the intelligence, and the work ethic that would propel him to do such wonderful things. Michael's signature professional success came in his work as executive director of New York Lawyers for the Public Interest, a pioneering public interest law firm that uses impact litigation and community organizing to better the lives of everyday citizens of the city. In this role, Michael oversaw projects that provided assistance to families of those who perished on 9-11, that pursued legal actions to remove toxins from public schools, and that advocated for developmentally disabled children, among the many initiatives that organization pursued. During a decade of intense challenges for nonprofits, Michael succeeded in quadrupling his organization's budget and more than doubling its staff. Especially in recent years, New York Lawyers for the Public Interest and Michael individually received many plaudits from the legal and nonprofit communities in New York and beyond. Michael fought for the people, but he also cared deeply about people. His current and former colleagues are devastated and heartbroken over this loss. Michael had grown into that rare leader who could advance an organization by all the standard measures while being a colleague and boss that any would, anyone would want to work with and for. Indeed, posted comments online contain outpourings of grief and sadness about Michael's death. They speak of his devotion to his children, wife, family, and friends, his mentoring and support of colleagues at work, and his contributions to his local Brooklyn Heights community. Mostly, they speak of his kindness, his wonderful sense of humor, and his generosity of spirit. I think that adds up to a pretty remarkable body of work. But sadly, this is even more than the story of a life cut way too short. Michael suffered from depression, and he apparently took his own life. 
His body was found on the terrace of a high-rise building in Brooklyn. I offer this detail not to shock, but rather to remind us of the stakes involved in dealing with mental illness. For despite creating a life of caring and abundance, Michael lost his battle with this terrible illness. It is a tribute to him that we will not think of him mainly for this final struggle that claimed him, but rather for the life that he lived and the countless ways that he made a difference to others. We must also remember, however, that for every tragic death like Michael's that receives wider public attention, there are scores of others that do not. These are among the very folks that Michael devoted his career to helping. So it follows that we can honor Michael Rothenberg by supporting efforts to tackle depression and other debilitating conditions. I think it's called paying it forward, and it's the least that we can do as a way of saying thank you to Michael for the gifts that he gave to us. This preceding program was brought to you by Suffolk University. Please visit us on the web at www.suffolk.edu.